This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. On 2NURFM 103.7, we're talking travel. Sally Lucas from Travel World on King, our sponsor, is here with us again today. And Sally, we're looking at islands in the middle of oceans today. Um, we're looking at two different destinations today, Jane. I've brought two guests along with me. Um, our first guest is Margaret, who works for a company called Pinpoint Travel, who represents four different companies, and one of them is um, involved in tours into Asia. Um, and today she's decided to talk about Sri Lanka. I think it's a, a destination probably that we haven't spoken about very much before. And I think with the advent, unfortunately, of what's happened in Bali, people are looking for different Asian destinations to go to because they still love travelling within Asia. So this is another option for people now is to go into Sri Lanka. So I thought we'd talk about it with Margaret today and discuss, I guess, what's happened since the tsunami and etc. all those things that people want to know about in a, in a destination before they go. Is, is the climate fairly similar then to Bali? Well, it, it, the weather there I know can get very hot, like, like Bali, of course, and they do have their, their wet and dry seasons, uh, but mainly more wet than dry, obviously. It's a very, um, fairly humid tropical climb most of the year round being as they are so close to the equator um, so that is something to take into consideration obviously if, you, if you're worried about heat but I guess like most places you do acclimatise once you're there and I think that's you wear cool comfortable clothing and you deal with it accordingly so Marg just wanted to mention I think a few things what she thought about Sri Lanka today and uh, just we might just say what has, we feel has happened since the tsunami um, so what do you think Marg? Oh hi Sally um, yeah just regarding the tsunami um, although it was quite badly affected, um, the government certainly got behind the people and um, their, the infrastructures are all back up and running. All the hotels down in the coastal areas that were affected are all up and running again. So um, they're certainly looking to welcome people back. Yes, I think like most of these areas, they are desperate, I guess, to encourage tourists to go back, as is, I'm sure, Thailand and lots of these other destinations as well. Yes, that's right. And I know that we've got friends living there, so I've been kept up to date pretty much, you know, with what's going mm. on. They're, they're based in Candy, but they spend a lot of time in Colombo and they mm. escape to the beaches mm. and all that sort of thing. And even the Gall Face Hotel, which even suffered damage, I know it's fine again now. Like yes, All right. the hotels in Colombo are fine. Um, he's having a surprise birthday party in mm. January. Um, what they, a beach called Nagombo Beach, which isn't far from Colombo Airport right. and not yeah. about half an hour or so out of Colombo. And um, all those properties are open and running, mm. I know, you yes. know, from what they've said as well. So A really great way to experience Sri Lanka is probably to spend between seven and ten days there. Although the country is not large, it does take a little while to get around. Um, the roads aren't like our own. No. Um, but a great sort of intro to Sri Lanka would be a couple of nights in Colombo, um, Shopping is fantastic. A lot of the big design labels um, get their um, mm. garments made there, so you're going to be able to pick up a few bargains. Um, then maybe head up to Candy to where the tea plantations are, and that's really interesting. There's a lot of culture um, and things to learn up there. And then maybe a few days down on the beach to relax. Very popular with Europeans. Um, Sri Lanka has been, that coastal area is particularly popular, um, and we're hoping that the Australian market will head up there too. So. How long does it take to get to Sri Lanka? The best, um, there is no direct route. You have to go via Singapore. So we, for example, you'd fly up to Singapore. Um, I think it's a one and a half hour layover and then it's three hours down. It's not far from uh, the Maldives. So it's sort of in that area. 
Yes, it's sort of, well, as we say, nestled is the word we're mm. saying, isn't it? And uh, it's very close to India, and it's just tucked away down the bottom there. Mm. Um, and it's it's Buddhist too. It's it's mm. interesting for people to understand that it's it's um, predominantly, isn't it, a Buddhist yeah, nation? Yeah, Buddhist, and it's particularly up in the um, the mountains, you can actually go and visit the monasteries. And, and temples, yes, yeah, the which temples. is very interesting as well. And it's got lots of wildlife too, because it's got an elephant orphanage there, I believe. It does indeed, well. it does indeed. Yeah, so that's a wonderful thing, especially for families. You know, mm. they can still offer the kids that beach style thing but they can offer them the culture the temples and the wildlife because children generally love animals mm. and, and I believe the diving is excellent diving is well. fabulous um, in that whole area and um, there's basically Sri Lanka can offer something for everyone yes and as I said the shopping as you mentioned is, is supposed to be very good now yes I mean it's been famous for years I guess as the old country of Ceylon with with its sapphires yes, and so on so the, the gemstones are fantastic there but they've got batik there as well like you mm -hmm. get in Indonesia and wood carvings and so on and the food is interesting I think most Asian food I mean the smells that as you're wandering around that waft mm. into your nostrils and you just take it all in and I think the food is just as much of the, the experience as anything else the isn't food's it? particularly fresh too Sally because um, you can literally have some produce picked in the mountains in the morning and be eating it um, for dinner that night down on the coastal areas so they do they pride themselves on the freshness and yes. quality of their produce and they do have curries, of course, but they're generally milder than mm. the Indian curries, so people needn't worry too much about it being too hot and yes, spicy. Um, right. But I think fresh is always Asia, isn't it? This is, this it is. is their belief that it's, everything is fresh and it that is. food is a very important part of most Asian cultures. That's right. So a wonderful destination to visit, um, and I thank Margaret for coming on today. Was there anything you'd like to finish with today, Margaret? Um, no, just basically um, for those who haven't experienced Sri Lanka, um, give it a go. On 2NURFM 103.7, we're talking travel and Sally Lucas moving over to the Pacific Island. Yes. The Pacific Islands in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Which one are we going to? Well, we're going to not just one, I guess, Jane. We're going to the Hawaiian group of islands, which is like a little, it's not really an archipelago, but I guess it is. I think um, I asked Loretta, who's with us here today, to discuss Hawaii. She's just come back a couple of weeks ago from having, I think, a week or two over there, was it, Loretta? Yes, it was. And um, Loretta's kindly come here to talk about Hawaii today because it has increased in popularity with the Australian travelling public since the advent of Hawaiian Airlines. Lines starting up a service earlier this year, as we talked about, I think, some months ago. So that's so, made it easier to get there. Well, it has. It? We were very restricted before on how many carriers went in, and therefore people weren't going, and therefore the prices were still fairly high, whereas this has let the prices have dropped, and it's made um, Hawaii a much more attractive destination for people to go to, which it once was. You know, when I first started in travel, everyone went to Hawaii, you know, but then it just dropped right away, didn't it, Loretta? Yeah, and I think exactly. you'd agree. I think you said you've got some figures from Hawaiian tourism as to yes. um, how that's now increased. That's right. Tourism's actually increased by over 40% now since Hawaiian Airlines has been flying into Australia. And that's only, what, seven, six, uh, seven months? Uh, last May, actually, we started. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's right, 18 months. Yes. I'm losing track of my yes. years. Oh, it doesn't time months. fly. We've lost a whole year, haven't we? So 18 months. But that's a huge increase. It is. It and is. having a chat with you last night, uh, you said you learnt more about Hawaii this time, uh, as you went on a mega familiarisation yes. there, than um, you'd ever experienced before. And it was about how the islands have formed and where they reach. Could you tell us a yes, little bit about that Yes, it was geography? so interesting. That was actually my, my 16th trip to Hawaii um, over the years. And I thought I'd seen a lot of Oahu in particular being the main island that you fly into, Honolulu, yes. etc. Uh, but I learnt a lot this trip because we looked around, we travelled around the island, we uh, learnt a lot about the culture, we learnt a lot about the traditions, and actually the formation of the islands is quite interesting. Um, 
there's over 300 islands. They actually reach as far up as Russia and China, which I had no idea about. Which is quite um, amazing. It is it? amazing. So that, that they make up the archipelago that, that is the Hawaiian Islands. And each of them, each of the main islands has a volcano on it. It has had a volcano at any time. That's right. Some are extinct, dormant, and still alive and kicking as you have Mount Kilauea on the big island of Hawaii, um, which is erupting every day. Yes. Which is, is that very spectacular? It is an awesome treat, actually, it to is, go and isn't see. It? I, yes. have, I have done it and many years ago and, and visited Kauai, Maui, Molokai, Hawaii and Oahu. Wow. So I was very fortunate to do that with a couple of friends once, and you know, we, we really loved it. And um, It's incredible. It How is. close can you get to the volcanoes? You can get quite close. They do have helicopter rides that go right in. It seems that they're, they're flying in amongst the steam that's mm. coming out of the, the, the heat there. Um, we walked right up to a spot where you had very good vision. It was still far enough to be safe. But you're walking over old lava. In fact, mm. when you land at Kona Airport, it's like landing on the moon. Mm. It's desolate. It is, isn't it? Yeah. That's and, quite and amazing. And recent lava flows, really, even from the 70s. So, and then you go out to the little um, resorts on the coast, and it's lush and tropical and magnificent. So quite quite an adventure island too, lots to do. And Hiking. very attractive for families again, isn't it? I think very. kids just are fascinated by volcanoes. I think everyone would be. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that it's just quite unbelievable yeah. to experience, yes, isn't it? True. And I've done it twice now there and in Vanuatu, so it's quite oh. yeah, it's it's quite a buzz, absolutely. And then you've got Kauai, which is different again. Yeah, very different. It's the oldest of the islands and once was obviously a, volca a volcanic island yes. as well. That's now extinct. Um, on Kauai, they actually have a mini Grand Canyon, they call it, Waimea Canyon, and it's much smaller than the, the big real version. Yes. However, quite spectacular in itself. It is. And very lush, the Garden Isle, very lush and beautiful, lots of waterfalls and lots of hiking, trekking. There's, there's always going to be um, snorkeling diving, mm. uh, windsurfing, you know, all those gorgeous things that you can do available on all of the islands. That's a very quiet island, Kauai, a yes. very quiet. Lots of movies were filmed in Kauai. So there's a Hollywood tour you can do where they take you around and then they show you a snippet of the movie and then yes. you'll say, oh, I saw that, I know that. Yeah. So that's it's quite interesting, mm, isn't it? Mm. And then Honolulu, I guess we all get sometimes a bit turned off thinking, oh, it's just a big city, but I think we've got to forget that and, and take in, as you said, the whole of Oahu, the island. Absolutely. I mean, Oahu is quite a large, well, it's the largest island, isn't it? Or is there Hawaii? Hawaii is the bigger. big island. Is that's the, right. The Hawaii is the bigger island. That's right. And But on Honolulu, of course, you can go around on the bus too. You if you don't want to hire a car, you, can't you just get on, get off wherever you like? Yes. And I mean, if you go there, in, is it from now? I think the big surf starts right Starts, in. yes. Christmas time, it's huge. So, I mean, people who are into surfing can go, and even if you don't surf, I don't think I'd be going to surf those big waves, but I mean, you, at least you, you could go and watch to walk in the beach. water. No, you wouldn't either. So, I mean, it's got a lot to offer as well, it other does. than the fact that it's a large city now, but it's also got good shopping and all that sort of it's stuff. It's fantastic. Too, it? and, and it would be a shame to just think of of Oahu as Waikiki yes. because although Waikiki is interesting and vibrant and exciting there's a lot more to do there's, you can get away from there you, the shopping yeah. as you said is yes. wonderful yes. and the other side of the island the north shore with the yes. beaches yes. gorgeous um, there's a beautiful resort on the north side as well that you can stay at which is like staying on another island yes. because you've got that other view um, you can go around the side of Diamond Head to a little place called Hanama Bay yes. which is um, a snorkeling area it's 
quite beautiful. It's actually an old volcano crater that fell open to the ocean. So you've got this marvellous coral, not as Mm. beautiful as the barrier reef, I have to say, but But still still, beautiful, and the fish are gorgeous. So that's a sanctuary, and you can go down there. There's a lot to do. There's a lot of culture. There's there's palaces there because they Mm. once had a royal family. Oh, they did, yes. So it's the only... U.S. land that has actually a royal palace on it. So yeah, there's a lot to learn. Isn't it? And mm. lots of great golf courses. I mean, you get lots of golfers wanting to go there. There's over 80 golf courses on the Hawaiian Islands. Yeah, which is quite amazing, isn't it? Is it is amazing. Big market. So, yes, a market for that. So we... Today, I think, Jane, we can thank um, Loretta, who's come. And I, I forgot to say, sorry, she does work for Hawaiian Airlines, and I, I should say where my guests are from. And also to thank Margaret again from Pinpoint Travel. And I think it's been lovely having them on the show today, and we've discussed two very different islands that hopefully might give people some inspiration for their next travels. To NURFM 103.7, we're talking travel. Sally Lucas, what hot deals have you got for us today? Quite a few, Jane. And for those who don't realise it, it's only 24 days to Christmas. Oh, oh. Or 23, maybe, is it? I've lost Even track of days. something like that. Yeah. Um, just to let people know, there are some last-minute um, deals available with Sun Lover Holidays if anyone's fancying Queensland or any of the islands. Um, quite a few places like Fraser Island, Dunk, Heron, Daydream, Keppel, Brampton, as well as accommodation on the Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast and um, the Whitsunday area. So that's to let people know that's available. The largest superliner ever to visit Australia, we've heard about before, the Diamond Princess, has just advised us that they still have some limited space available um, on their 12-night cruise to New Zealand in January. So that's just something that people might like to think about. And also um, Travel Indochina has indicated that they have availability still on certain departures in December and January going into Vietnam and Cambodia. Um, P&O cruise on 28 Feb, a little bit further down the line. They've got savings of up to 45% now on a particular cruise that's taking in uh, New Caledonia and Vanuatu, so that's really good savings there. Venice Carnivale, remember we mentioned that a couple of weeks ago? Um, There's actually been a a package brought out for that as well now, so if people are still interested in doing that, we do have some accommodation packages available if they're wanting to go to Venice Carnivale, which is in February. Chance Uh to dress up. Oh, yes. Can you imagine the the costumes and the masks that must all come out at that time of the year? Um, Cook Island's on sale. There's a great package there for only $1,099 for five nights, Um, only for sale till 9 December and travel in February, March. Also, I just thought we'd mention, seeing as we've had the the two girls here today, that we'd talk about um, a Sri Lankan and a Hawaiian package for their uh, work as well. Uh, 8.43 to Honolulu for four nights, and that includes um, air and transfers, taxes on top, uh, travel 20 Jan to 30 June, and pay by 27 January. And there's a lovely deal to the beautiful old Gallface Hotel in Colombo uh, with Singapore Airlines for only $16.99, again including four nights accommodation transfers and taxes on top. So there's quite a range of things available out there, whether it be for Christmas, New Year or well into next year. So that's it for today, Jane. Today's and thanks again deals. to my guests. And we'll be talking travel again next Friday after the 1 o'clock news on 2 and URFM 103.7.